Welcome back to another episode on the Daily Draft Podcast. This podcast associated with the Daily Draft Substack is something I will be bringing much further attention, emphasis, and just content towards each week. So if you're liking what I'm doing, you've got the content you can read, but now you've got some content you can listen to. Like I said, I'm looking to bring the visuals. I'm looking to bring the audio. Whatever can engage your senses to becoming a better individual, that's what I'm looking to do with the Daily Draft. And doing so, I'm going to start bringing on guests. And as we have today, we've got Anthony Migliorino. He's somebody you likely know if you follow any of my content. Business partner, friend, fellow family man out there crushing it in the world. We're going to be talking about parenting. We're going to be talking about building stronger relationships with your children, You know, maintaining peace in the home, and importantly, how you can build a better relationship with your children, even if you didn't have a great example set for yourself when you were coming up. You are not to be written off. You're not to say, well, this isn't in the cards for me. If you want a better relationship with yourself, your son, your daughter, or your wife, you're going to want to listen to this episode because we also have a new resource that's coming to the world. But I don't want to dive into that just yet. Right now, I want to ask Anthony, how you doing, brother? What's going on? What's happening, Zach? This is uh, awesome, man. I'm excited to be on the Daily Draft. Uh, this is cool, and I appreciate you inviting me. Obviously, we've We've had many conversations about parenting and fatherhood, so um, this is this is going to be excellent, no doubt. And um, let's get into it, brother. Let's fire away. Yeah, no, I want to hit that real quick. We are working on the Fraternity of Excellence, so we're helping men. We were running Oak and Rock Fatherhood, where we're creating videos and helping individuals uh, with peaceful parenting and then how fathers can better engage their family. We ran Dad's Day daily for like six months or something. You know, we've been talking fatherhood for a long time. And one of the things that has always stood out is it's never enough. There's always something else to say. There's more content to bring. And so the fact that we're on this new resource with the Daily Draft podcast, it just speaks to the testament of the fact that fatherhood matters. Fatherhood is something that should be normal to be discussed. You know, it's not one of those taboo subjects. And a lot of men, when they come across this, they say, I'm so glad I found you guys. There's nobody else talking like this. And what I mean by that is a lot of the the peaceful parenting, a lot of the parenting in general is led by women. It's a lot of mothers looking to help better connect with children. And you look at a lot of the science and they say mothers are more fit to engage with the babies and do these things. But here we are, two fathers, focused, driven, you know, I would say masculine men doing our thing in the world, talking about being a peaceful parent connected to our kids while integrated to ourselves, not sacrificing ourselves for our kids. We are living our best lives and we're doing so with our children. And so I want to talk about how did you get to this point? And specifically, I would love to hear the story again about that man who went into your shop and kind of got the ball rolling in your gears tournament. Because when I first heard that, I didn't know that about you. I've known you for years. And that was the first time I heard it. It was recently, like maybe three months ago, two months ago. So yeah, how did you get to the point of being a man who is strong, focused, and dedicated to life but also one who's integrated to his children, his wife, and his family. Wow. Yeah, I, I re- remember saying that story on a Zoom and, um, you know, on a Zoom with an FOE. And I completely, it's weird how things pop up that you don't really pay attention to. And then when you say it, you're like, oh, wow, that's that's how this happened, right? That was like the spark. And, um, you know, I've, I've always I've always really questioned things try to understand things from a different perspective, um, go against the norm, right? The status quo. And when I was younger, man, I became a, a dad. At, I just turned 20. And the way of the world, I would say, it disrupted me, right? How parents treated their kids, just the interactions. 
it was it almost left me like an unsettled unsettled feeling where i was like what what the hell is going on right why why is this how we talk to kids how do people how do they expect this to be normal or accept this to be normal and um i always thought i guess growing up with my parents right i always thought fatherhood was super masculine it was like the most masculine thing you can do is be a dad care for another life and then here i i look around in the world and i i see other dads and they're like, yeah, I hate my kids. I hate my wife. Uh, oh man, they're so annoying. I can't wait to get away. And I was like, what is going on? So to bring it back to that story, I had uh, in New York, I had an auto collision shop and I vividly remember uh, a gentleman coming in, crashed his car. He's with his son. His son's probably, I don't even know, two, three. And they're waiting for a car rental. They're waiting for a car rental company to pick them up, to to take them to go get their car, dropping off their crash car. And while I'm in my office, I'm observing. And I, I just became a dad um, while this was happening. And this man started talking to his son very, I would say, gently, but just very considerate, uh, really like asking him questions, being heavily involved in what was going on. And it was, it was so, I was like, what is happening? Why is he speaking to his son this way? I've ne I never heard anybody do that before. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And the kid was so responsive. You know, when you, you see those little kids, and I'm, I'm sure your kids were like this, but they're very intuitive. They, they ask questions. They're like, why? Why? And, you know, yep. he'd be talking to his son. And he's like, come on, we got to go put, because I had little toys in the uh, shop for the kids when they came in and books. And he's like, we got to go put this back here. And the kid's like, why, dad? And he's like, well, so when the next kids come, they can play with them. And it's organized and so different from what I've seen before, right? Before it was like, put the stuff away. The, this guy's going to get mad at you. It was like threats, contempt, anger. And this dude was so well-spoken. Like to me, I was like, man, I wish this was my dad. <laughs> I, I wish I had this. And then I then it clicked. I was like, I can have this. I can have this with my kids. I don't have to be angry around my children. I don't have to have everything frustrate me about what they do as they're learning to, to understand the world they live in, right? I can enjoy it. I can be present. I can be intentional. I can understand the words that I'm saying to them have real impact and meaning. And, and oddly enough, man, that guy in my office that morning gave me that path. And he doesn't even know, right? I never, I never spoke to him about it. I never even seen him again in my life. And just that brief half hour in my office, seeing him interact with his son that way, it, I would say changed my life forever. You know, and looking at that and just hearing the story, man, think about the situation he was in as well. Like this guy is dropping off a vehicle that crashed and is getting replaced. Like he's in the waiting room because something bad happened. He's not sitting there, you know, happy-go-lucky at a birthday party. The dude's replacing his vehicle. Like not not that you don't want to go to your shop like i'm glad people went to your shop it's a business but it's a business of collision it's a business of people having things like a doctor i'm broken i need to be fixed i'm not here because i'm super pumped up <laughs> and but he was still there with that stress going on likely the financials uh the, the physical impact how he's going to balance it all getting the rental getting these things taken care of and he's got his his child with him picking things up putting things away it makes one wonder why we don't maintain that standard as the norm with the relationship we have with our kids why do we not all want that type of relationship where there's understanding less chaos 
and you're speaking to the individual in a way that you respect them. You know, we talk about, oh, I, I talk frequently about adult level respect with kids and, and people come back, well, you don't want them to be your friends. You don't want them to be your friends because you're their parent. You're better than friends, but you want them to like, I want them to like me. I want you like when I talk to you, I'm not a jerk to you. Like, I want you to know I respect you and let's have a conversation here. Why would I give you more respect than my flesh and blood that I'm responsible for leading through life? What do you think is the driving factor? Because that and we can go down trauma and there's a lot of reasons I know, <laughs> but to keep it at that, that level of just clear understanding. Being a parent who gives your child that respect is not being a pushover or in any way uh, negating the the weight to the responsibility of your duties as a parent. It makes it easier. And I don't see why parents wouldn't want that. Yeah, no, it, it's common sense. We we know what right looks like. You just described it. I'm, I'm going to give you respect. I want you to... I want you to enjoy this interaction with me to to have a good friendship. Um, even in hard times, even in difficult times, I'm going to keep my composure, right? I'm going to show you that I'm a, I'm a man of good character. We completely lose sight of that with with our children. I think a lot of it is fear, um, inadequacy, right? Understanding that the way our child behaves is often a reflection of how we parent. So we double down, right? Our kids are misbehaving. Uh, so instead of saying, hey, maybe I need to find a better way, maybe I need to look in, inside myself and understand that there's things I'm doing to cause this behavior instead of saying, I'm going to punish him harder. I'm going to make them feel worse. Um, and, and that's kind of what we do, right? That's the traditional route is control, fear, take things away. You're under my power. I'm the adult. And to me, that just that really signals or signifies how much control we don't have. Right of our child, who's another human being, but also of our own emotions. And uh, that man in my office that morning, to me, he showed great, you know, emotional stability, mental fortitude. He was dialed in. Right there were there was nothing I could have said that would have took him off his path. If I was like, "Dude, why are you being so nice to your kid?" He would be like, "Don't worry, bro, I got it." Right? Or I don't know. I'm just assuming because that's how I am now. Right. If, if people came and questioned me and they're like, you don't punish your kids, you don't yell at them. And I'm like, yeah, man, why would I? I don't need to. I know it doesn't work. And then you look at it and you're like, and you know what? I don't do those things and look at the result. And you see your kids, your kids are thriving. Your kids are learning. They're developing as individuals. They're more free. And, you know, outside of the influence of the control of others, because they've been given permission to be themselves. And not blindly follow either the tune that's being sung that everybody has to dance to, uh, blind adherence to titles. You know, you're an authority. You're this this figure. I have to listen to you regardless of whether I think what you're saying is right or wrong. Your children are free from that. And so not only when they come down to you like, oh, you don't do this. No, I don't. But like, let's let's stop ending the conversation there and go the next step. So you say that about me because you're saying, oh, you're you're weak. You can't do this. You're a dad who's allowing your kids to go crazy and do all these things. That's the implication you're their friend. You can't be their friend. What's your concern? What is your fear of getting to that point? What do you think is going to happen? Well, your kids are going to, they're going to what? What happens when you remove, you know, a corporal punishment from the home? What happens? You remove the yelling. What are you afraid of losing? Is it that control? And honestly, is our relationship genuine and authentic with our children? If it's only 
operating in an environment where control is the standard. There has to be control for them to like you. There has to be control for them to listen to you. See, that's domineering to me. That's not dominance. A dominant man who's in control of his life, his kids want to follow him. They want to be there for him. They want to support. I've seen this with your kids over and over. You know, and I see it playing out. So one of the things that stands out to me is people have these issues with the parents, but what they don't have is the relationship with their kids. And what we're talking about is a relationship with kids, but the parents aren't exhibiting it in the way that is expected. Meaning you're going to come down on me and say, I'm a weak man, but you're not focused on the fact that my relationship is strong with my children. Why is that not the emphasis? Focus on the relationship with the kid and not me, whether you think I'm good or bad. I see the dude you're talking about in the waiting room, putting the toys away and having a good time and talking to his kid as absolutely normal because the relationship with the child is strong. If he was talking to him like that and the kid was throwing the toys at the window and smashing them through and screaming at the top of his lungs, I'd be like, maybe there's something wrong there. And he's just like oblivious to the reality of the situation. But that's not the case. It's rarely the case. Yeah. No, and, and that's the vicious cycle of this thing, right? Of, of this, of learning to adapt and find better ways to parent. So what I see so many times is traditional parenting. It's corporal punishment. It's yelling, screaming. Um, it's it's trying to take control and and have your authority dictate what happens. You get you get pushback, right? Sometimes you get submission or you get rebellion. It's the two typical outcomes. And what you see is most parents, uh, especially men, they they don't like being that person. They really don't like I. Every man I've spoken to about fatherhood, they don't want to be that monster, the guy who's mad and angry and yelling like they don't want that in their house. And it's understandable. So they they try to be nice. Right. And then they try to they, they let their kid do whatever they want. And then you see those parents you like, oh, don't do that. And the kid's throwing rocks. Um, and then we equate that to, well, well, look, it doesn't work. Right. This this peaceful parenting, gentle parenting. It Obviously, it's ineffective. Look at the kid. But the kid has been conditioned prior to be emotionally dysregulated, right? He doesn't know how to control his emotions. So just being nice to him is not going to make him be like, oh, maybe I should act differently. No, we, we actually have to be intentional about how we speak to the kid, right? That's That's obviously a good start. But we have to understand coping mechanisms. We have to understand um, that our, our, our son or our daughter has created a a part of them that is reactionary so how do we soothe that how do we combat that how do we fix it where they can actually be comfortable expressing what they need from mom and dad without being uh destructive right so you you do need boundaries and you need you need to to um, be able to have the ability to speak to your children not not so that it's comforting but that it's it's actually relatable that they they understand you, right? And and you're not doing it just to change the behavior. You're doing it because that's how we talk to human beings. Think about if I was like, "You're awesome, man! Like you're a good dude," and I was like, "You're awesome, man! You're a good dude." Like, one of those means a little bit more, you know. One of those has a little bit of energy to it. You're talking about connecting with the kids. Like you've got to do it in a way that you genuinely mean it. Like you've got to want to. You have to view them as their own individual. The only way I see parents connecting with their kids is when they see them as another person and not just this thing they're responsible for. I don't see you as something I'm responsible for. 
And therefore, I talk to you with, hey, you're another man, an individual going through life, and I want to connect and see what we can do. When I look at my dog, though, sometimes I'm like, hey, come here. I wouldn't say that to you, but like my dog, that's something I'm responsible for. I don't say, hey, bud, could you please come here? Like, and that's my dog, man. It just hears me. It comes. I don't see any relationship thriving between human beings when it's based upon you have to do what I say, when I say, how I say. I don't see that being productive. And what I have noticed in a lot of relationships where men are that domineering, controlling figure to their children, the marriage is not as thriving as it could be or should be because it bleeds over. Now, that's a separate conversation. You know, we, we could expand if you want to. But the way I see it, the boundaries you're talking about, the way that you don't want to be walked all over, you know, you can't be a nice guy to your kids in the same way you can't be a nice guy to your wife. Different relationship, but still the same, you know, values and the, the same foundation is placed there for you. I think if you are to maintain a strong relationship with your children, you will find a way to be a, have or maintain a better relationship with your spouse, other individuals. You know, having that relationship, it becomes the template for everyone. Everyone gets that level. And now that brings it full circle to what I mean when I say adult levels of respect to children. Your son and your daughter or whoever's listening to this, your sons, your daughters, your daughters, your sons, whatever your situation is, they are not just your thing to control. They're not just your son or your daughter. They are a future man and a future woman. And they're going to go and live their own lives. They are not meant to be vicariously lived through you. They are not meant to live their lives to, to live up to your personal standard. They are their own individuals that you get to have a relationship with while you lead them and educate them through life. How can that be a positive relationship if they are scared of you? How can that be a positive relationship if they are afraid to express their authentic selves because you may not approve of it? So they've got to hold it in until they move out. But when they move out, you don't know them any longer. And you wonder why you're not invited to these things. They don't show up. You want kids who want to be around you when they're older. You've got to want to be around them and have them want to be around you when they're younger. This is where you establish that relationship. I can't be an asshole to you for five years, Anthony. And then in year six, be like, hey, man, you want to go hang out? You'd be like, no, dude, I really don't. I mean, you could if I was parented badly and didn't understand how unhealthy oh that was. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's If that's how you're brought up, that relationships are supposed to be, you're absolutely right. And again, bring it to marriages. Why do you think so many guys tolerate certain levels of abuse or being spoken to a certain way? That's how the parents showed them love. They think it's normal. Yeah. No, I mean, that's an excellent point, right? How many, throughout the years, how many men have we spoken to who who lack that healthy relationship uh, not just with their kids, but with their spouse, with their wife. They can't set boundaries. They're looking for affection or attention, right? They're 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 living not as their authentic self, but as someone who needs something from another person, right? Codependency because of of what they didn't receive in childhood, and it, it's crazy, man. If you think about, and I you know I say this about everything, right? If if we just raise kids better. The world would change. Marriages would change. Society would change. Um, imagine a whole population where they didn't let corrupt immoral authority control them, right? It, it would be so different of of how we look at relationships, right? And what's healthy. Um, we understand it, you know, from the psychological aspect, the physiological. We we understand what healthy is now. Where we're learning more and more each each um, each generation. And I, I look at my kids. And it's it's not about chasing perfection, but it's it's having me 
giving me the ability to see that what I've done and how I've parented them is actually is 100% definitely going to be a positive attribute in their life, right? It, it's, it's not going to make them weak. It's not going to make them entitled or spoiled. It's going to have them understand how the world works better. The, the principles that we live by matter. If we, if I tell them don't hit people and then I'm hitting them, it doesn't matter what title I have. It doesn't matter if I'm a dad. It doesn't matter if I'm a doctor. It, it's, it's still hypocrisy. It, it's still me changing things so they fit my narrative. And then it harms people. It harms my children. It harms their relationships in the future. So 100%, man, when, when you break that down, when you what you just said before about how our, our childhood, it shapes the relationships we have in the future. And a lot of men, what they'll do is they'll say, oh, that woman's bad for me. I have to get away from her. She's manipulating me. She's lying to me. Well, guess what, buddy? You allowed that relationship to happen because you have a, a skewed understanding of what healthy relationships are. It's not that she's a bad person. It's that you accepted that garbage into your life. And that's the consequence that we have to face. It's a consequence of bad parenting. And it sets the example for your kids to replicate. That, that cycle, man, when they see it, like they always embody the example, not the advice. You know, I've said a million times. It's true, dude. <laughs> like they see a relationship like that and they're like, oh, you're supposed to be miserable. You're supposed to not, you're supposed to be walked over. You're supposed to compromise who you are for the greater good of somebody else's life. You know, it's insane. It, and as you were going too, I know this is going to be an easy example and, and I'm not taking a shot at religion, but I want to say it. We often have these discussions and it's, you see the guy who on Friday and Saturday is drunk off his ass. He's at the strip club. He's talking shit about people. He's having all these issues. And then on Sunday morning, he's dressed prim, proper, and in church saying, be a good man. What? You can't do that, man. You can't tell your kids, go be your best and go get after things and follow your dreams. And then behind closed doors and the doors are shut, you hate your life. You complain about work. You don't have a good relationship with your wife. You can't tell your kids to do things and to be something else, just like you can't live a certain way. But then on Sunday, you show up and you're like, hey, God, I'm good. No, man, like that dude sees everywhere you are, not just when you're inside his walls. And so it's just amazing to me, the overlap in so many other areas of life that we see here. But you brought something up there and I really want to hit it. So I want to talk about gentleparents.co because one of the things that parents have a hard time with is like, all right, you guys live this way because you found yourselves here or, you know, you were brought up a certain way. I wasn't brought up the way that I parent. And I also didn't have resources on my way to becoming the parent that I was. I would say not until you and I crossed paths, paths did I understand the, the educational element behind this. Now, there's a whole field of literature, resources from podcasts and blogs and simple things like uh, social media accounts to literal books written by doctors who who've, they've done the math. They've done the work. They've gone deep. And this goes back for decades. There have been parenting books on the benefits of peaceful parenting for decades. This is not new. We we act like it's a new fad because it's the kinder, softer, gentler fucking millennial. That's not the truth. Go back. The books were there. Just nobody's reading them. Nobody's talking about them. And that's what we're looking to change. And so when I see it, there's another resource brought out. And I'm super pumped because it's got uh, Gabriel Hanan, who we've interviewed. I think it was for Oak and Rock. Uh, great discussions. I follow him in social media. And then I saw that you guys are working together. And so it's another resource that I am going to start pushing to people when they say, where do I start, dude? Like, I see what you have. Then they learn, oh, you didn't always have this. Where did you learn from? Well, I learned from you, Anthony. And so 
I want to throw it back to you with what you guys are doing there with Gentle Parents, but also what other resources are available for parents who are hearing this podcast and they're like, all right, dude, you convinced me. You're happy. You got a good marriage. You're good with your kids. You know, you're you're genuinely living a life that of peace and just harmony in a world that can be a little chaotic. I want what you have. How do I build it myself, though? How do I get my version of that? Yeah, no, man, I'm I'm excited to collaborate with uh, Gabriel, you know, the indomitable black man. Uh, interest, he's an interesting dude, uh, very, very experienced and educated on child development. So it, it's great. You know, it's great. Um, he, he reached out to me. And um, of course, I was like, yeah, man, let's let's do what we can. Right. It, it's something I've been speaking about for years, if not decades, on how to help parents connect with their kids. Right. To to not just be an authority, but be somebody who is actually influencing, creating real bonds and uh, going down a, a better path as opposed to what we were, how we were raised. Right. Most of us where corporal punishment is common, uh, spanking, hitting, pu- just punishment in general, right? Making kids feel bad for making mistakes or disagreeing. So it's gentleparents.co and um, I'm excited about it. It's it's going to get, I, I think it's it's good for me, right? As far as my soul and getting back into writing and and having these com- important conversations that me and you've had, you know, for the, for the last few years. Um, it is a great resource. And I, I think, I think you said it earlier, right? It, it's too. We are two men. We we take pride in being masculine and living our lives the way that we do, but we also talk about how important fatherhood is, and not many men are doing that. So if I can, if I can bring masculinity, uh, being a strong man, being confident, right, being resilient to the peaceful parenting, the gentle parenting community. That's to me right now, man. That's my mission, one hundred percent. I have to go down that path, and um, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I know it will help fathers. And obviously, there's a a whole bunch of other um, gentle parenting um, collaborators and advocates who are on the site. And you know, this is something I I, I really believe that it it's to a degree it's never been done before. Right, you said the books have been there for years, for decades. Uh, Parent effectiveness training was written in the '60s. If you read the book now, everything still applies. Right, it's it's principle based. It's how how do we raise healthy kids? There's a mi- minor tweaks. Things change, um, but we're going to keep expanding on that, and and we're going to keep we're going to keep pushing a message, especially to fathers. Right, that's that's my field. That you don't have to be that bad guy. You don't have to be the nice guy. You can be a man who's connected with his kid, who is raising them when when they need you, when they're dependent, you're there 100%, you show up. And then when they become older, they can go out and be independent on their own because they're free from all the, the, um, the wounds, let's say, right? All the trauma that most of us have to cope with as, as we've grown up. Uh, to me, man, it's a great mission. And I look forward to uh, diving into it and and really <laughs> um, making people understand how important this message is. Let me ask you this question very directly, because it's the one that's that's brought up a lot to us. I'm going to put you in the hot seat. <laughs> that's the beauty let's of go. being the host and you're the guest. So let's go, man. Let's see how tough you really are. Parents, they have a very hard time addressing 
peaceful, gentle. Like when you're a man, you don't want to be kind. When you're a father, you don't want to be a kind father because that's associated again with just being walked over and not being who your kids need you to be so they won't be prepared for the world. How do you direct, directly address and counter that point that being a gentle or peaceful parent is somehow a, a weakness of yourself that's going to set your child up for failure? Please answer that because that, that's a real main thing men have a hard time with. It's like Leonidas. All you have to do is kneel and you won't die. And he's like, you see, that's yeah. the problem. A lot of men are like, oh, you peaceful, gentle. Like, that's the problem. So I don't know why that's perceived as being weak, right? To me and my experience in life and the me having the ability to, to calm myself, uh, especially in stressful situations, is a superpower. It, to me... That is something that more men need to possess, right? So when the kids are acting out, when the kids are crying, screaming, throwing things, hitting their sister, if you can maintain your frame, if, if you can have control of your mind, which will obviously give you control of your body where you, you don't have to physically strike a small child as a grown man, that's a great strength. And then if you develop communication skills, if you're able to talk to your child in a way like you said before, as an adult, but also in a way that's simple for them to understand, right? You can reason with them. You can negotiate with them. Healthy communication. Those, not only does that help you stay more stable and and your, your child can see you as a, a place of safety, but it also gives them skills that help them later on in the world. So it's just a win-win. And I, I think what you're, what you're asking is there's a big insecurity factor. A lot of men are not developed in that in those fields that I just described because they were never treated that way. So it, it's the evidence that it doesn't work how you were raised because you you lack all these things growing up. And unfortunately, it bleeds into the relationship with your children. Um, so it, to me, there's nothing stronger than looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, hey, man, I got some some things I need to work on. There are some weak behaviors I don't like. I'm treating the smallest, most vulnerable people people in my life with disrespect, with, with threats, with anger. And that's not the man I want to be. So I need to face these things. I need to build from within. It's, it is to me, it, it, it's one of the biggest abuses of power in the world. When an adult, especially a father, is willing to go the route of using that dominance over his child instead of trying to find different solutions. Because we do it as men, we do it everywhere, right? How many times do, do we hear about the story, the bigger man walks away, where you see that, you know, there's a guy who's, let's say a guy in a bar is egging you on, he's being an asshole. And you got to think to yourself, right? You have to have self-control and be like, I'm not going to go to that guy's level. You know what? Let him say what he has to say. I'm going to walk away. He's not bothering me. He's not coming up and touching me. I'm going to be the bigger man. And we understand. Wow, man. Good self-control. Way to be. You're, you're a powerful dude. You didn't let that guy get in your head. But when a kid does it, we're like, yeah, man. Smack the shit out of that kid. He shouldn't be talking to his dad like that. You got to show him who's boss. Come on. There is nothing tough about a man who can overpower children and women. You know, and that's that's one of the things that I feel like is disregarded when the measurement 
oh, you're peaceful. Well, I'm peaceful to women and kids, you know, but also if the ship is sinking, I'm going to put women and kids in the boat. I'm not stupid. You know, like I, I'm built to handle this shit. Like I can survive in this harsher environment. So let my wife go and take care of my kids. My kids are vulnerable. My wife, you know, she's can be there for them. They need to fucking go. Me, I'm a fucking man. A strong man can take that weight without emotionally responding. Dude, if I'm on the Titanic, I'm not throwing Jackie, Coda, and Ava to the side so I can jump in the boat and be free because men take care of themselves. I got to go first. I'm tough. Bro, this is not, at least for myself, that's not how it works. And so when they're like, oh, you're peaceful, you're gentle. Yeah, to my wife and kids, not to you, motherfucker. <laughs> like, if man to man, that's a different discussion. I'm not talking about that, though. I'm talking about with our kids. And that's the part that it gets a little sideways when you bring it up. But it's like you said, and you, you brought something up. I'm actually going to make sure that I have you back on here because then I want to go down the path of you having to admit that your parents didn't do their best or that you weren't parented the right way or there could have been a better way for you to be parented. That's something that men cannot swallow. My father was an honorable man. I'm not saying your father was not an honorable man. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there's better ways to do it. But the fact that you were raised a certain way and you're replicating it, that is not being completely genuine and honest. There should have been things that you could improve upon. And if you chose not to, that's a deliberate choice to just overlook a lot of inconsistencies in how practical and efficient that method was. Because when you look at yourself, you didn't struggle with anything. You didn't have to overcome anything. Nothing you feel set you back. No, I'm fine. You're broke. You're an alcoholic. You know, you have all these fucking anger issues. You're emotional, but you're fine. No, there's a lot of things there to unpack, but you've got to be willing to look at those things to face it. But again, that would set us off for another three hours. So Anthony, for Boy. people that are looking to connect with you, I know you've got a lot of irons in the fire. Where can they find you? What's the best way to connect? If they want to jump on with uh, gentleparents.co, is it just to go to gentleparents.co, which I will have linked into the description of this. But I want to give you your moment to kind of let people know where they can find you and just a closing point for them before we wrap this one up. Yeah, no, I, I just want to hit the, the one point, right? It's just in relation to what you were talking about of being a strong man. It, it's don't don't mistake kindness for weakness, right? We hear it all the time. And um, this is this is how we must look to the outside world. As as far as men, as fathers, we we need to be protectors. We need to be providers. And we, we also need to be squared away. We need to be safe, emotionally stable, and in control of our own lives. That's how we raise strong, independent children. So I wanted to just throw that out there. Um, if I didn't say it, it would have been eating me up all day. Uh, but where to find me? Absolutely, man. Gentleparentings.co. Um, that is the new website, like I said earlier, that I've been collaborating with Gabriel. And um, Peaceful Fathers is my pretty much my name everywhere on social media, Instagram, Twitter. We do have the Fraternity of Excellence. I, it's weird. I got to plug it on your Substack, but this is where not only do we help men improve as fathers, but all areas of their lives, right? Personal integrity. And um, I've, man, I'm proud as hell to be a part of it for the last four, four years now. And we're going to continue to grow it. We're going to continue to help as many men, I'm going to continue to help as many fathers as I can and uh, parents. And I know you're going to do the same brother. So it's to me, we, in this world, we wind up in places that we're, we're destined to, right? It, things don't just happen because we're lucky. We put ourselves in positions. And when you're in those positions, you have to take advantage of that opportunity. It's, it's how I live my life. It's how I want my kids to raise their life. So if you hear this message, and what what Zach and myself have been saying, right? If it if it hits you, if it it talks to your soul, 
research it further and look up what's going on. Look up how you can be a better dad. Um, Cause I guarantee you say it all the time, but we change the home. We change the world, man. That's 100% the truth. That's well said brother. And you know, what's interesting this morning, we had a call within the fraternity of excellence. We had a coffee call on Sundays. We have them every weekend. And they brought up the fatherhood call. Three different men were talking about the relationship with their children, how they're growing, how they're better men with their children. And then two of those men referenced the fatherhood call we have every Thursday led by you. And so these things all interweave. You want a better marriage, you're going to be a better father. You want to be a better father, you got to be a better man. You want to be a better man, you've got to be around other men who can help you be a better man. It's all connected. It's like a spider web, man. Like you, you pluck one side and the vibration goes all the way through. And that spider, it doesn't just sit in the middle and wait for things to land in the middle. It goes where it needs to go and it builds that thing. And so these men, they help you. They can pluck different strings in your life to be like, how do you feel here? How are you doing here? How can we help you here? And so again, man, lover, father, it doesn't matter. Health, wealth, relationships, mind, body, spirit. I can do these three all day long. This is what we do. We help men in every aspect of their life. Anthony, brother, thank you for coming on. Great discussion. And like I said, I'll have you back on here. We got a lot of work to do, a lot of things to discuss. Let's start putting on the daily draft, FOE, gentleparents.co, wherever it is to spread the good word about being a father connected to his kids within our home. For everybody listening, I hope you enjoy it. Check the links below. You can find Anthony, you can find the websites and connect with Gabriel and the rest of the crew there. But I appreciate it. You guys stay well. And until next time, keep crushing it.